T-minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Tower cleared. Here we got a roll program. And as Apollo 11 does its roll program, this podcast now does its roll program. The tape is rolling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Grant Cameron, and you're listening to the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. Thank you for taking time from your life to be here. Welcome to the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. My name is Grant Cameron. I'm going to do a little short podcast today, which adds on to yesterday's podcast about half of the alien. Um, this has to do with the documentary that was done by Bob Emenager. And I'm going to play the entire segment where Robert Friend, who was the head of Blue Book, uh, tells on tape the entire story of the CIA and a Navy intelligence officer channeling AFA at the National Photograph Interpretation Center in Washington, D.C., in July of 1959. First, a little bit of background on it. Uh, my friend Bob Eminiger was uh, a documentary film producer, uh, vice president of Gray Advertising in Los Angeles. He and his partner Alan Sandler were contacted by um, the Pentagon, by Bill Coleman, to do a documentary on UFOs both in the 1970s, 1973, 1974, documentary came out in 1975. Then they were again asked to do a documentary in about 1984, 85 under Reagan. At that point they were told that the government liked what you'd done in the 1970s, they wanted you to do it again. Part of what they had done is they had uh, put in material that uh, the government wanted out. And one of the stories that the government wanted out was this story about the channeling of AFA the alien at the National Photographic Interpretation Center. It was a story that nobody had known um, until that point. We never would have heard about the story if it had not been for it being put in the documentary. And there's an interesting story about how it got to be in there. Uh, Bob Eminger told me that he had actually had uh, conversations with Arthur Lundahl, who was the guy who ran the National Photographic Interpretation Center where this event happened, and the guy who led the interview where the channeling of the alien took place. He had actually been in Washington. Arthur Lundahl had taken him into the building and had told him this fascinating story about this woman by the name of Frances Swan, who had taught this Navy intelligence guy to do this channeling and that they had done this in the uh, National Photographic Interpretation Center and that Arthur Lundahl thought it was one of the most incredible stories he had ever come across and he was supposedly the guy who briefed the president on UFOs. He is for a fact 
they one of the people that was involved in a eyes only study done for uh, President Lyndon Johnson that I have gotten uh, documents on a manuscript that was being written about it. So Arthur Lundahl had told the story to Bob Friend, wanted to put it uh, to Bob Emenager, wanted him to put it in the documentary, and that's at that point um, Bob said, "Well." Um, are you going to go on camera to tell the story? And Arthur Lundahl said, no, I'm, can't, I'm not going to go on camera. And he said, well, how are you going to tell the story? And he said, I can't go on camera. I'm still on duty, which indicated that he, because he was CIA, couldn't. That's why they brought Robert Friend in on the documentary to tell the story. Now, some people might doubt the story, but um, Bob had told the story about the fact that the CIA was definitely involved in the production of UFOs, past, present, and future. And he actually talks about um, a guy who was on the set, who watched the entire production, uh, was there the entire time from the CIA. And here's Bob talking about that case of the agent that was there while they were doing the documentary. But there was always a CIA courier, a guy, with us. His name was Dick Besky. Plain clothes. I mean, I have his card still. It just has a telephone number, you know. But Alan told me that what we were doing was more initiated by his organization than the Air Force. But the Air Force cooperated. So everybody, maybe maybe there was curiosity somewhere, but they sure granted us every one of our wishes as far as I could see. And I'm not making this up. It's just, just the way it was. Now here from the 1975 documentary, is the actual audio of Robert Friend describing the story of this channeling of AFA the alien at the National Photographic Interpretation Center. It seems the CIA was to become involved in the UFO phenomena again in a most unusual way. A series of episodes were to take place that up until the airing of this program were not public knowledge. The events were so bizarre that it's hard to conceive they happened to individuals associated with such no-nonsense organizations as the Office of Naval Intelligence and the CIA. This man is retired Lieutenant Colonel Robert Friend, U.S. Air Force, and former head of Project Blue Book. Friend, now on the management staff of Celesco Industries Incorporated, which builds and launches missiles for defense testing purposes. Friend now relates this most unusual experience. It was 1959 when I was invited to attend the briefing in the security portion of this building. It seemed that a retired rear admiral had information about a woman in Upper Maine that purported to have established contact with extraterrestrial beings. Two naval intelligence officers were sent to investigate. The naval officers met with the woman, and she went into a trance, supposedly to establish contact with the purported extraterrestrials. And then they asked her scientific and technical questions that a woman of her education could not possibly know the answers to. Yet, as the questions were put to her, she was able to answer easily with seeming telepathic help from these purported extraterrestrials. According to the report, she indicated there was an organization, OEEV, which meant Universal Association of Planets. And that organization had a project, UENZA, meaning Earth, which was being conducted. Then an unexpected turn took place. 
One of the naval officers was informed by the woman that they, the extraterrestrials, were willing to answer questions directly to him, a naval commander and intelligence officer with no prior experience in telepathic communication. He took over and attempted to write down the answers to questions put to him by his fellow naval officer. The word traveled back quickly to Washington officials and a very skeptical CIA. Nevertheless, there was no reason to totally disbelieve the report of this highly respected Navy commander. Questions were put to him, such as, do you favor a government, religious group, or race? And would there be a third world war? The answer to both was no. The group then asked if they could see a spaceship, and the commander still in a trance, told them to go to the window and they would have proof. The group moved to the window where they supposedly observed a UFO. I was told that a call was made for radar confirmation. The reply came back that that particular quadrant of the area was blanked out on radar at the time. After being briefed on all of the details, I asked the commander if he would attempt to contact me. He sat for several minutes and then appeared in the deep trance with his Adam's apple moving up and down rapidly. Questions were put to him, and he answered them by printing in rather large letters using rapid but jerky motions. It wasn't at all like his natural hand. During the course of the questioning, we learned the names of some of the so-called extraterrestrials. One was Krill, C-R-L-L-L, -L -L. another, Alamar, a-L-O-M-A-R, and another Alpha, A-F-F-A, purportedly from the planet Uranus. A case that just as well could have been written by a very imaginative science fiction writer. But here in my hand is the actual account of the incident by one of the agents present at that time. The names of seven men present are listed here. Because of the unusual nature of the incident and at their request, their names will remain confidential. I was provided the document that they're referring to, uh, which was a handwritten memo done by Robert Friend mentioning the CIA people. That will be in the Canadian um, book, the Canadian UFO story book. One other item I'd like to mention before I close, and that is that uh, Bob Emmeninger had a number of stories that were given to him. And the biggest one was the Holman Air Force Base story, which later became Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It's um, a story that, according to Bob, occurred in May of 1971 at Holman Air Force Base. Three UFOs came in exactly the same way it happened in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They were waiting for it. Um, they um, were filming it from different angles. Uh, Bob and his partner, Alan Sandler, had the film. And just when they were ready to enter it into the film, they were told to bring it back to the Pentagon. They were actually allowed to put eight seconds of the film. So if you see UFOs, it has begun. You will see actual eight seconds of the film. So I've maintained they've done this all along. They do these little uh, drops of information. And the interesting part about the Holman Air Force Base story was that I said to Bob, I said, you know, if it weren't for the location and the time of day, uh, the Holman Air Force Base story looks exactly like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. At which point he said, I didn't tell you. And I said, no, you didn't tell me what. 
He said, I didn't tell you I gave a copy to Steven Spielberg in 1975. I said, no, he didn't tell me that. And he said, I told you, Andy Spielberg, his sister, worked for us. She was a line producer for us. She said Stephen wanted to see a copy of the documentary, and I gave it to her. She gave it to Stephen. Two years later, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is basically the same story, comes out. They just change it to nighttime, and they change it to Wyoming. And um, according to Bob, he said that uh, Steven Spielberg's mother had come to him after and said, I saw your version of the landing, and I saw Steven's version of the landing, and I like Steven's version better. Which leads to one more story I'll tell, and that is, because it's now public, that Maureen Seberg, who writes for Psychology Today, uh, actually did an interview with Steven Spielberg's mother, and she said, uh, what was the important thing about uh, raising a child? She said, I always believe you're a child, and that she stated that the, um, told Maureen that the scene in Close Encounters, or E.T., the extraterrestrial, where E.T.'s hiding in the closet with the stuffed animals, was real. It was, uh, Stephen had told her this, and she believed her son that that had actually happened. I'll leave it at that. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. That's this week's episode of the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Grant Cameron, hoping that you will join me for upcoming episodes. Links to my YouTube interviews, books, and my Facebook sites are in the show notes. If you love the podcast or learn something valuable, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give a review on today's episode. If you would like a certain paranormal subject dealt with in the future, please let us know. Until next time, watch this space, and thank you so much for listening.